0: This is the Coach's Wife Life podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at ruler-hope or online at rulerofhope.org. It's my honor to bring Megan DeLong on the podcast. Megan is the wife of Rodney DeLong, head softball coach for the North Texas Mean Green. Thank you so much for being a part of us today.
1: Thanks for having me, I'm so excited to be here.
0: Now, there's so many fun topics to get into, but if you're a listener of the podcast, you know I love stats. So we start with him. Coach DeLong just finished his fourth season as the head coach. Now, we go back to the third season. He saw the highest win total in school history. In season two, they defeated number five Oklahoma Sooners, which led him to becoming the fastest coach in North Texas softball history to win the 50-win mark. And then, part of that, he was at Austin Peay State University for the governors and won 39 games and crushed the 24-year losing streak. And then this year, fast forward again, North Texas, he packed the bags and headed to Stillwater Regional for the NCAA tournament, made it the championship round. When you look back and you hear it summarized like that, what stands out to you as to why Coach DeLong is getting girls to perform at such a high level?
1: Um, I think probably his... Uh, sort of superpower is um, he really develops players well. Um, He teaches them how to play the game. I think they come in um, and immediately get better, and that makes them trust him, Um, and then it creates a culture of uh, trust and love, and um, he also doesn't, you know, immediately punish for mistakes. Like, they're, they're free to just do their best. And if they mess up, they mess up and there's not a lot of pressure. And so uh, I think that's his, his big, his big gift. Now,
0: before we get into so many things about Coach's Wife, I have to know, how did you guys meet?
1: Well, actually we met in junior high. Um, so we've known each other a very long time. Wow. Yeah. We're from the same hometown and we didn't go to the same school, but he played baseball against my cousin. And so that's sort of how we knew who each other were. And then we dated here and there, you know, we were babies. And then, uh, right before I graduated high school, we got together and have been together ever since. So 20 years now dating. Wow.
0: And where's that hometown?
1: Lawton, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yes. Wow. So you have two children, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Right. There's 12 and Kaya is nine and they keep us busy with baseball and soccer and dance and all the fun stuff.
0: Now, do you work right now?
1: Yes. I'm a teacher. Actually, it's my first uh, night of summer. So,
0: wow. (laughs) (laughs) Very busy season for you as you guys went to the NCAA tournament. I mean, what was that experience like?
1: It was incredible. Um, it was, it's been, he's been, they won, uh, the, the, uh, regular season twice, but they haven't been able to get through the conference tournament. And in Conference USA, really, you have to win the tournament. There's not multiple teams that get in uh, to the NCAA tournament. So we finally came through and won the conference tournament, which was awesome. Um, and then uh, regionals was just a blast. We, we lost the first night, but we won two games Saturday and made it to the championship Sunday. And it was just an amazing experience. And then we went toe-to-toe with OSU and gave them everything Uh, we had and only lost two to nothing. So it was awesome.
0: Wow. Now, is it something where you're getting there super early with the team? In that experience, you're staying there as well. Do you ride along with the team bus and do everything? You kind of separate yourself a little bit?
1: Mostly I stay at the hotel, um, but they go really early for softball, like hours before. So we would get there about, I'm too nervous to just sit in the stand. So I I get about 30 minutes before game time.
0: There you go. And is that the same way at home, like for home games? Yes. And yeah. honestly,
1: with home games, because it's not just, you know, the one big Friday night lights or Saturday game, it's three games in a weekend. And so when the kids are busy, I'll sometimes I'm late to the games or I'm only catching a few innings and then taking the kids' places. Um, but I try to be there as much as I can because it is it is so fun. Now, how, do you travel to away games outside of the NCAA tournament? I try to go at least once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, really, lately, it's just been where I can drive, and this year, none of the trips to to drive uh, worked out, so I didn't get to go to any away games. But I watch them all on the TV, and I'm ner- a nervous wreck the whole time. <laughs> I'm bad. Do you guys have any fun traditions after a win? Um, just run out there, and you know, we give them a big. Our kids play in the field for thirty minutes or so. That's every game, um, so we don't really do anything special for wins. We're usually just Finally, we can breathe and we can eat and we can not be nervous anymore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now it's not every day that you're winning a conference title, a tournament title, go to the tournament. It, you know, what would you say some of the toughest adversity you've faced as a couple and what did you do to get through these moments?
1: Probably, um, honestly, the COVID year was tough, not, not so much what happened and how we all got to be together at home. Cause that was actually, that'll be the only time in our lives where we got to be at home together as a family in that time of year. But to, to have that season cut short was tough. And then just coming back from it, mm-hmm. um, Rodney had some anxiety last year and it was just, it was just like getting, you know, it was hard on everyone. And I think yeah. that probably, especially recently, the hardest thing um, that we, that we've dealt with. Do you
0: think it changes you to go through things like that? Did your perspective change on things or do you do things differently?
1: Um, I think, you know, with COVID taking that season away and, uh, and all the girls that, that lost out on, on that experience, I think it just makes everybody more grateful when we get to do it. And this year was finally back to normal. It's the first year it's been back to normal. And it just really made, I think it increases everybody's love and appreciation for the game. Honestly.
0: Now, this is your 15th year being a coach's wife. What's one thing that you're glad you have made a priority in your life?
1: Oh, for sure. My faith. Um, Jesus is, is something that has always been a priority. And then I really, because we just stay really busy yeah. and, uh, in my house. And so I just try to, to, to take time for myself, uh, you know, just a little bit of time at night. And I read before I go to bed or. Um, take a, a nice hot bath, just some time to to wind down every day, even if it's just a little bit of time and try to do that. And
0: that's key because a lot of us don't make time for ourselves and then you end up resenting either somebody mm-hmm. or kids or a, your job or something. I, I really yeah. do think it has a huge impact.
1: Yes. And our house is not always clean when I'm taking that time for myself, you know, and that's, but it's, it, my priority is more to, to, for us to, to stay calm and peaceful uh, and happy. And if it's in a messy house, it's in a messy house. That's how it goes. Hey, there's wisdom
0: right there. Now, this is a (laughs) tough question because it's, you have to brag on yourself a little bit, but you've been the backbone of a very highly successful coach. What do you think you've done that has really contributed maybe to the success he's had on the field?
1: I think, um, you know, we've we've known each other a long time. I kind of feel like I've raised him a little bit, (laughs) but I think our personalities are really different. He's very, he can get a little negative and a little bit frustrated. And, um, and I just, I just try to keep the perspective in the right place and to remind him what's important, um, who's in charge and that, you know, his players, which he doesn't need this reminder, but uh, everyone, even on their worst day has something to offer and, um, you know, just try to keep them, keep them, uh, positive and his perspective. Right.
0: And I think it might be, uh, probably harder to coach women in some aspects, you know, I mean, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of greatness to that as well, but that would be harder at times.
1: There's a lot that you have. And, you know, sometimes he's like, I don't know what's going on with this kid. And I'm like, well, you know, how is she feeling? Have you about that um, because it's it's important and and, and how are you feeling because girls can read that tension mm-hmm. uh, I think a little better than guys than boys can and if you're not your best self they know it whether it's mm-hmm. not Um. so yeah we do we have a lot of those conversations yeah, definitely
0: um, do you try to develop some relationships with the players as well I mean I know you're trying to run your two uh-huh. here and there and practices so that it doesn't lean a lot of
1: time for that but Well, we have two team dinners at our house. We have one at the beginning of the year and then one at the holidays. Um, And I'm, I try to, you know, I'm there as much as I can, but really teenagers, well, they're, they're, you know, not all teenagers, but they're early twenties. I try to uh, engage on social media with them, um, you know, pump them up, give them, you know, reach out to them just to kind of say hi when they commit and when they come on campus. And, um, and then after games, I always try to talk and say Tell so them a good job. And so I do, I feel like, and some of them, you know, babysit our kids and uh, pick our kids up from school and help out in that way. So some of them we do get really close to. Um, all of them we get to know, of course, Rodney does, but I get to know all of them. So the, his players are our kids as long as they're here. And then some of them transfer and go other places, but they're still ours um, no matter where they end up.
0: Mm, that's a special thing you just said uh when you move to a new town so you've moved a few times early on and then you've had uh, what four years there at north texas so Mm -hmm. some are in that moving so the sport of softball uh, right now is in the you know Hiring stages, I think, is kind of the beginning of it. This is the end of the season. So there's going to be some movement mm-hmm. around. So some of the wives listening right now, um, or just some, you know, baseball as well. This is kind of starting to be their time mm-hmm. season for moves. What did you do um, when you're moving to a new town to get that, to get a job and to find childcare you trust and to kind of what's been your best practices for that?
1: I think um, for me, as a uh, change is not my favorite. And so I didn't really expect to live this life where we moved a whole lot, but, um, so I tend to freeze up when I get stressed or when I get worried. And so I just, I think I learned after that first one that you've got to get moving right away, uh, because the hiring season is early June and that's late for figuring out, you know, where you're going to live and where your kids are going to go to school and all of that. So, uh, and I'm a teacher, so it's yeah. late to be for those jobs. So luckily, um, I can Take a job anywhere. And um, so I've been really blessed in that there have been openings everywhere we've been and good ones and good jobs. Um, so I think it's just take that action, even though you might be a little worried, you might be a little stressed, just get start, start move, start making moves.
0: So you didn't expect this life that you're from a small town, you met him young, you didn't see this in your yeah. future exactly. This is not this
1: exactly. Right. Yeah, not this much success and moving all over the country. Yeah. Very cool. I did. uh, my dad's a coach. I'm a coach's daughter. So the fact that I married an, an athlete or a coach is not surprising, but I thought we'd be like the hometown high school football, baseball family. Um, uh, softball was very unexpected. In fact, uh, he interviewed for his first job the day we got married. Um, and it was supposed to be a baseball football, but in Oklahoma softballs played in the fall and they had their softball job just come open. So they told him in the interview, actually it's softball baseball and that's how he got into it. So wow. we are, um, 15 years later. And, uh, so it's, it was unexpected, but it is, it has been a blast. I would not change it for the world.
0: Absolutely incredible.
1: Now, there's the staffs are smaller when they're talking about softball versus you
0: know a large football staff somewhere. But mm-hmm. I'm sure you have assistant coaches and wives and people around the program. What's been key for you trying to reach out to do things for your staff?
1: Um, we try like uh, after our conference win, our tournament win. It was local. It, we we got to host this year, so that made that uh, even more special. Um, but we, we'll go out, and he just has he has a pitching coach and a volunteer and the, they're both young um, women and unmarried. Uh, and then his assistant does is married um, with kids. So we just, we, we try to go out, we try to have them over ever so often um, just so they can be around each other, not at work. Yeah. Um, so, but yes, it is very different from football, football. It's a much smaller staffer
0: for us. And do you personally have a coach's wife mentor? Someone you, so, Hey, this is one of those Days. I'm having a day and I just need to complain about a great life that I have, <laughs> but I just need to complain a minute.
1: I would say um probably my mom, you know, I mean, my dad was just a high school coach, so they didn't jump around and move. And so she doesn't really understand that aspect, but she does understand the, the mentality of a of a coach on, on rough days. And so she's probably the one I go to. I feel like I expected when we got into this world that we would be more connected to other sports. Um, mm. at the colleges we were at, and just because of, I think we would have at P with it being so small. But we were there for so for a year. Um, but in these big cities, people sort of live all over the place. It's true. So I haven't really gotten to know a lot of women who live this same life as me, who are unsure every June of <laughs> what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> For sure. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is I think a lot about this right now. Like I have an 11, uh, nine and five year old and I think about this life that we're living, you know, and am I doing this right? Right. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of coaches wives feel this way. Um, You know, I'm kind of doing doing a lot by myself and you're probably feeling the same way. I'm doing a lot by myself. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: is there anything that you're pulling from being a coach's daughter that, you know, you make sure you do with your kids, just because you grew up in the life, you didn't grow up all across the country, mm-hmm. but you grew up with the pressures of, mm-hmm. you know, some of that. Is there something that you've tried to key in on because you live this life?
1: I think um, the main thing is that I, um, that we make time for them to get to do what they love and that they're not missing out on their um, activities, even if that means I have to miss something here and there with him. Um, and also, uh, I just talk a lot about the stories, like my, my favorite memories from my uh, growing up is that my dad was a coach, you know, and, and they don't really realize the experiences they get to have that most kids don't get to have. So I'm like, look at this, like, this is, so I, I try to remind them of that, but also make their, uh, interests important and a priority in our house too.
0: Mm, that's wisdom right there. Okay. So how do you guys stay connected during the season?
1: You know, that's funny. I was reading that question earlier, and I listened to a couple of your interviews to hear the football coach's wife's perspective, and he is just going and going constantly, mm-hmm. right? The whole spring is busy and crazy, and I know football season is also now. Nice. I know, but you have way more games. Yes, it's a lot more games. It really is. Um, he, I think the way we stay connected is... I love softball and I will, we watch softball, everybody, everybody that's on TV will watch together. And I'll just even text him when he's on the road, like, Oh, so-and-so beat so-and-so. Like we just, I think we really do connect over not only his team and his goals, but the sport as a whole, um, and being a fan and keeping up with the conference and all of that, I would say that's probably what keeps us connected, honestly. And do you get any downtime?
0: What do you enjoy doing? I know you have your one little hour at night, but other yes. than that,
1: what's your thing? <laughs> um, I I do love to read, so I read at night, but I also read just anytime, anytime I can. Uh, that's probably my favorite thing that keeps me keeps me sane and gives me an escape. It's just reading books. I read a hundred and three books in twenty twenty two and hundred twenty or twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. So yeah, I read a lot. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you need to have this Instagram,
0: your favorite. Well, book. I,
1: I did start one this year. I've, okay, I've been a little uh, lax on it these past few weeks, but I did. I just to throw out my favorite books out there for the world. But the Instagram uh, to break into that world, tough. Um, I get like nobody sees my posts. Brand new account. Okay, coaches and wives, let's support
0: a fellow <laughs> coaches wife. Give us some good recommendation on books. I'm not a, an avid reader myself. I would love to be, so I need to definitely, well, I'll follow you there. How about that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds good. Okay. What would you say is the most rewarding aspect to you about being a
1: coach's wife? Um, just, I, and I, I knew going in what sports can do for kids and people. Um, and so to see the players grow. And um, the bonds and just the experiences, because Rodney has come into a lot of programs with a lot of kids that are just not having a good time and to see it turn around for them and the way they respond and the way they, um, you know, those experiences they get to have, I think, and the way that that leadership carries on. I know that it carries on into their lives as they grow up and um, sometimes they don't remember that softball is not the most important thing they'll do, but I think they'll take all the lessons they learn from it. Um, with them, it just makes some better people.
0: Without question. Okay.
1: Rapid fire. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. What's the last book you have read? Well, uh, I am currently reading the Outlander series book two. This will be my second time through the series. It's really good. It's really long, but it's really good.
0: Nice. Coach surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Well, if he picks, it's either Garth Brooks or Celine Dion. <laughs> I like some Garth Brooks. Okay. If you mm-hmm. could have dinner with someone other than a family member current or
1: from history, who would that be? Seeing dinner with a stranger of any kind is sort of my worst nightmare. So <laughs> I would go with one of the friends I made, you know, in our short year in Georgia or Tennessee that I haven't really got to keep up with. I think that's who I would love to have dinner with. There you
0: go. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch?
1: Um, definitely a comedy of some sort, The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Those are my favorite kind of shows. Something Light.
0: What's your go-to meal to cook?
1: Oh my goodness. I honestly have not cooked a meal in probably a whole month. So I'm going to go with, uh, Soft Tacos. Okay. What (laughs) sport can you beat Coach DeLong in? I probably can only legitimately beat him at some sort of math trivia. (laughs) can't play sports because he beats me at everything and I'm competitive.
0: So Do you I teach him math? math?
1: Do you teach math?
0: Yes. Oh, nice. Like it. Okay. If Coach Delong weren't a softball coach, what would he be?
1: Honestly, probably a high school football coach. Like, I can't see him doing anything but coaching in some aspect. So probably for sure high school football or baseball. What's one thing non-tech you can't live without? My books. Any my Kindle. That'll be the one thing. I- <laughs> attack, but it's got, it's only books. So
0: if you had a superpower, what would that be?
1: Oh, let's see. Uh, I think my superpower is that I'm, I'm very laid back. I'm not high strung. Um, it helps, it helps with, with the stress of the season and the activities that we, uh, keep, keep going in with my children. Um, and it helps, uh, with the moves and the quick rapid fire of having to get everything done. I'm, I'm pretty laid back. So I think that's probably my superpower.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Megan, for sharing with us. It's been so much fun.
1: And it has been fun. Let's get the Twitter handle for your book. It's Instagram and it is a underscore book nerd. Okay. Say it one more time. a underscore book nerd.
0: Okay, ladies, go follow. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Vidmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.